couple of questions which were sent in today um, were about dieting, like we spoke about. So, like, what dieting tips can we share um, just beyond calorie counting? How can we bodybuild at home? Which is quite interesting. Oh, that is Yeah. Interesting. I'll be directing that one your way. <laughs> yeah, what is the lowest effort way to improve your fitness? Lowest effort way to improve fitness. Yeah. I mean, that one is really, really simple. But I don't think everyone likes it. <laughs> yeah, it is simple. I've got a very... Very sarcastic answer for it, but I don't know if... I have as well, so okay, that'd be interesting. Yeah, Uh, yeah, the last one, which you're absolutely going to hate, well, love, is how do I get shredded? (laughs) And that's not a bad thing, don't get me wrong, it's it's one that everyone wants to know, but I think there's a massive misconception between what it actually means. Yes. And I know you hate the word, so I thought I'd chuck it in there. Cool. Which is the results of the most hated fitness and nutrition terms that I had sent in via my question that I posted on Instagram stories about a week ago. Okay. It's just literally like maybe the day before we were supposed to speak. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we might not get to all of them, but I'm not going to tell you what any of them are. So. See, I want to know now. I want to know. I'm just gonna throw a couple in at some stage <laughs> and say, like, explain, try and try and articulate why I think people dislike them so much. Okay. Hmm. As long as we're not talking about fit with a fit in in Instagram pictures. Yeah. Do you know what? I think one of them is influencer. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> of them are sort of more specific to fat loss. Hmm. Uh, okay. Well. Okay. Let's let's get straight into it, guys. Sorry about I haven't done a intro. I'm back with Vic, Vic Coppin, that Hello Fit Vic on the podcast. Um, I'm gonna do an intro. You're gonna hit. You're gonna hit everybody with it. Just like that. Just bang. <laughs> rolling. Always rolling. Unfiltered. Hashtag no filter. Hashtag no filter. <laughs> Hashtag not edited. But um, I think for me, one of the biggest things and the biggest questions that keeps on coming up when I'm teaching, whether I'm online is how do I get shredded? I'm going to kick off with that one. <laughs> and it really, it doesn't piss me off. It just really frustrates me that everyone thinks that they have to be at this sort of barometer. Like, you've got to have abs. You've got to, like, be in shape all year round. You've got to have, like, veins coming up your calves. Like, apologies, AJ, I'm shouting you out. Like, you're really good, but I don't have veins like you. <laughs> you know, everyone thinks they've got to be at a certain level in order to be classified as fit. Or to just feel better about themselves. Like, what do you what do you think about that? Because I think it's hogwash, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think not enough people like really honest with themselves as to why. Yeah. Like that they don't stop and think, why do I want to be like that? And you know, I obviously come from the sport of one that's been very aesthetic focused. <laughs> yeah. You know, even I'm sort of starting to question that now, whether that's the right route for me to take next year, is to go back down the aesthetic route, or whether there's something else I can do that kind of, you know, celebrates my efforts in the, in the gym and my training and my dedication to nutrition in a different way. And I think not enough people actually stop and think, like, 
number one, like why they want to get to Reading, why an aesthetic goal is such an important one, why why is it not okay just to get to a point where you feel like comfortable in your own skin and you're not yeah. starving. And that leads me on to the next point, which is that most people don't realise the hard work it takes to get shredded, the sacrifices you have to make. Yeah, definitely. Some people are naturally, will just naturally get leaner a bit easier than others. Some people hold, you know, body fat distribution will be all out of whack. And I think people don't realise that there's, that every, everything you do that pushes your body to any extremes, there is always a trade-off. Yeah. What are you prepared to give up? Are people prepared to give up going out drinking on the weekend? Are they prepared to give up those high-calorie meals? Because you're going to probably have to to get shredded. Yeah. Do you want it that badly? Because on the days where you know, you're having to drag yourself, yourself out to get your steps in and you're having to push hard in the gym and you're feeling a bit depleted and everything else, like on those days, you've got to have a really good reason for why you want to get there or you just want to get there. No, I, I agree. I think that the why, like you said, it's underrated. Now, for me, when, when I'm working with people, I'm like, why? And then I'll answer the question why about three, four, five, six times. Like, oh, because I'm going on holiday. Okay, yeah, why? Why do you want it, yeah? Because I'm going to the beach. Okay, why? Because I want to look good. Why? Because I want to impress someone. Okay, cool. Now we're there. Like, you know? But even so, why do you want to impress someone? Because someone told you in the past that you weren't, like, good looking? Or, or what was it? Like... Give me your why. And it comes down to something that's buried somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean until you've got right down to that root, you're gonna find it really difficult to build anything based on it. No, I I think so. And I'm, I agree if you who's calling me, go away. <laughs> I agree with you completely because it's the trade off, like you said, is so vast. Like are you gonna get up at six AM, like I mentioned in the last podcast, and get some steps in just because you want to get steps in? Or are you going to do it because you need to cut, like, 200 calories and you're going to walk for four or five miles at a time just to see, like, one vein pop out? <laughs> or to see a glimpse of an ab? Or to see extra striations on your shoulders? That's a really good, interesting point on its own because, you know, shredded is, like, what is shredded? Yeah. Like, it's such a subjective term. And even when people talk in a more specific term, like body fat, how are you measuring that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really is no real accurate ways of doing that. So people, you know, I get people say, oh, how do I get down to that? Particularly guys, guys are too much. Like, it seems to be guys that are obsessed with body fat numbers more so than, than girls. I, think most I girls was, can't lie to you. Well, I just, know, you know, I want to look a bit more tone around here. And the girls tend to use different language, but yeah. guys, I want to get to like, you know, like, like 1% body fat. You'll be here. You won't be here, mate. <laughs> Well, the thing is, the body needs a certain amount of fat to integrate itself, one, to integrate its organs, and secondly, like, okay, for example, when I was preparing for my running season, which, thankfully, I'm not in anymore, I got down to a decent level, but I didn't really track it, didn't really sort of measure, like, the exact amount, I was getting steps in every day, I was running twice a day while still lifting, like, three days a week, but I got cold, (laughs) like, when when it gets cold, it gets cold, and... Not many people, like we were saying, are prepared for that trade-off. Are you prepared to have less on your skin in order to look good or to be lighter for a certain event or for a certain date? Like, are you prepared to catch a cold? I, I caught a cold. I 
I hadn't been at work for like two weeks. <laughs> it's not a healthy place to be. It's not no. a healthy place to push your body to. And, you know, I really would say for, for people that, you know, might need to be shredded for, from a physique point of view because they're going to be judged on their physique or because they want their body to just be the lightest it can possibly they can get away with it being in order for another for a particular sport. Then, yeah. Then, that's you know that's kind of a fair enough reason, but like you say, our bodies want to have some you know some body fat. They you know and that goes back to that kind of set point. Are you prepared to push past that point where your body's going? We don't really want to lose any more body fat than this because if something bad happens, like the ice age comes, we don't want that it's that cold, and you know we're not going to survive it. And that and yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a bodybuilder, like you know, but I have so much respect for bodybuilders because the levels that you guys push yourselves to in order to reach a certain physique, and I'm talking like the micro-physique of the micro-physique, yeah. not everyone's ready for that, and not everyone needs that, that's the thing, not everyone flipping needs it. Like, it frustrates me so, so much. First question I get on a coaching application, hey Mars, um, read for your application, sounds good, so when can I get shredded by? When will I be shredded? I'm like, for flip's sake, you won't. Like, <laughs> thankfully, so many, a lot of my clients now are out of that mindset, but you still get a few people here and there. And myself included from time to time is, it's like, can I get shredded in two weeks? And there's a book by Mike Dolce, Three Weeks to Shredded. Really good book. Mike is a bit of a bro, but he was the sort of guy that got me into nutrition initially. But he's got a weight cutting method because he trains with, athletes from the UFC and mixed martial arts who are at the highest level and need to cut that amount of weight in like two days, three days. Do you need to cut that in order to go to the beach in Mallorca? Right? This is it. This, this is exactly it. Like, it, like it's, it should be relative to, to you and your lifestyle. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's separating some kind of athletic competition from just you know, feeling more confident when you head on the beach and, you know, for a guy with a topless, for a girl in a bikini, like, you don't need to be shredded no. for that to happen, and, you know, it, it, I mean, I do, I really do actually find it quite difficult when, when, when people are just that uncomfortable in their own skin and they're yeah. actually... Like relatively lean, like it does make me ask quite a lot of questions, and you know I will try and get into it with people sometimes where I'm just like, you know, but why? Why do you think you want to improve from where you are? And you know, it's I I think increasingly more, and this is quite a controversial thing to say, but I think increasingly more, I think physique-based sports and people wanting to get super super lean is often it's often behaviour that. Um, is almost making it permissible for people to kind of engage in some kind of disordered eating mm. and that makes me feel really uncomfortable and that's one that I always try and get to the bottom of with people and actually with most people by the time you've interrogated it down yeah just like oh I just want you know I just want a bit of like definition around my middle <laughs> very somebody who's got you know a problem with their relationship with food and um you know the way they're sort of managing their food but yeah it does it, it, it does always raise questions to me about how sort of well equipped somebody is to be embarking on like you know that level of 
getting leads. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so I guess the, the real answer to the question is get shredded by doing everything that you can normally do, but we're not going to recommend getting shredded for the sake of it. Isn't it? Because the, the real answer is a calorie deficit. And yeah. actually said it because actually there's a whole load of other things that went before. Do you, like, you know, it was about do you need to be that shredded and are you prepared to work that hard? If you are, then you quite simply cool. need a calorie deficit. <laughs> yeah. But, but once again, not everyone's ready. Like... This sort of blends into the other question, if I get it up, um, the one about what diet and tips can we share beyond calorie counting. Like, you don't even have to count calories to be in a deficit. Like, yes, okay, set out your macros. Understand what they are, you know, or your relative macros. So do you need 50 grams of protein? Do you need 50 grams of carbs, etc.? Whatever it might be. And work back from that way. I think it was you uh, a year and a half ago. Um, I, was put, I put something in the LDM, LDNM group about like guys X Y Z X Y Z, and you came back like yeah, just use portion control. I was like, of course, the fudge, right? <laughs> you know, people need to eat small plates yeah. instead of having like a flipping where is this? This is my dad's a venti or whatever it is. Yeah. Get like a smaller like instead of having a full what is it, Doctor Pepper you've got? <laughs> it's it's a, peri- a Pepsi Cherry Max ah. instead of a, a full sugar Pepsi that's loaded with calories. This has got like. Two in the can, two calories. Instead of having a full fat one, have a two cal one, or just get like a smaller can. You know, like those mini mini cans. If you really need like two, three, four a day. Yeah. You know, I've worked with clients in the past where they've literally not been able to put down a coke. I'm like, oh, I have a Red Bull in the hour. I'm like, the fudge? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you're drinking like sixty units a week. And you tell me you want to get lean in seven because you're going to Ibiza, which is great. And we still got results, but work with me. <laughs> I know, and I kind of feel like those, those individuals are normally, actually normally sometimes the easiest ones, because, like, like I always say, like, you don't have to count calories, but calories count. Yes. They're, they're the single biggest differentiating factor after taking into consideration the fact that somebody needs to be doing something they can stick to. But um, obviously there's loads and loads and loads of other things that go on with that, but you're right, people don't always necessarily need to start counting calories, but where, you know, what they what they are doing by twiddling with portion control and changing some habits is normally bringing their calories down. So, yeah. you know, I would say beyond calorie counting, I think it's looking really, like, in a very, through a very critical lens that you're, of your lifestyle. And normally even if you get people to just keep a food diary for a couple yeah. of weeks, there's A, there's already a bit of misreporting going on because <laughs> they'll change their habits anyway. The fact you've asked them to document all their food. And it doesn't matter how many times they say to people, don't change anything. Like literally just everything you put in your mouth that you normally would, um, food and drink wise, I mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> write it down. This is a clean podcast, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about judging it's just about understanding where yeah. I sort of try and always spin it in a way that I say you know, it's important for me to understand some of the food that you really enjoy so we can make sure we're not taking them out of your diet yeah. basically and that, and, and that normally gets people to be a little bit more honest but people people misreport because they don't necessarily they're not paying that much attention to how much is you know, something is or they might miss something because they're not used to doing it but 
Um, it, it nearly always comes down to just making some tweaks. It's very rarely somebody will come to me and I'll say, oh, gosh, your diet's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's never normally that uh, that severe, and maybe that's some of that is, you know, the the client base that I tend to attract tend to already be relatively active people, so they've already got some, you know, some awareness and some mindfulness about, you know, how to kind of eat to fuel themselves. And, you know, I haven't worked with any, anybody who's been, like, you know, morbidly obese, for example, but... But even if you it did... Is, it does come down to quite often just, just yeah, making plate size smaller or readjusting portions yeah. of stuff so you know instead of it being half a plate of you know potatoes or pasta like dial that down a bit and get a few more veggies on there and fill up in other ways that you know don't have the same amount of associated calories get protein in with everything it's going to fill you up and you know carry on kind of doing the rest of what you're doing if you get those fundamentals right then normally you'll be in a sort of relatively decent deficit get out and move around a bit more that'll help you out as well see that <laughs> That sort of nips, not nipped, but it did, um, it answers the question, because not many, like, instead of, like you said, I really love that example, by the way, of, um, instead of having, like, a full plate of pasta or potatoes or just carbs, have, like, a third, you know? Yeah. Mix it up with some protein. And have you noticed, I'm going off tangent, and I know time is limited, don't worry, we can go past, like, quarter past, but, um, have you noticed a massive promotion of protein in every single thing now? Protein milk. Protein pasta. Um, this pork contains idea. protein which contributes to muscle mass. I saw it on TV this morning. I thought, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the... <laughs> like, I get it. Uh, yeah, there's two sides to it, I guess. There's a side where, where part of me goes, okay, like, there's some awareness that people are becoming more aware they need more protein in the diet. And yeah. That's not, that's not a bad thing. But obviously, what that's presented to food companies is, is a massive marketing tool. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I can't remember ex- what the exact numbers are, but um, it's it's some ridiculously low percentage in order for them to be able to say something is, like, protein-based or high-protein. It's just so low. It's, it's, Seriously? It's quite ridiculous, yeah. I think it's like something like 10% or something. Um, yeah, I can't work in that industry. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of criminal because people will then just, you know, People that aren't particularly mindful of, of overall calories are just going, I'm going to have this because it's high protein. Now, that may still have a benefit for them if they're picking something up, say, in a petrol station that says high protein, they're on the road. You know, it might be something that's 250, 300 calories, and they, they're just thinking it's some kind of low calories. Now, it might stop them from yeah. eating something else, a bigger meal or another snack later on. So it might help control their calories in some way. And obviously, there's some, you know, there's going to be like little bitty things like the thermic effects of food. Yeah, but. Uh, but, you know, we all know like most that, of the stuff that's banded around this high protein just just isn't. I mean, how many, how many um, I'm not trying to offend anyone here, but how many people in the advertising industry would talk about thermic effects and be like, oh, it's got 0.2 in if you calculate your need and <laughs> like, they're just chucking it out there. And I understand that your industry where you work is very, um, uh, what's the word? Very public. So you're always sort of like, I don't want to. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it, but I just understand you're you're sometimes, or you could be stuck between a rock and a hard place sometimes. Yeah. You know, and it's true. It's true. You know, I worked on, I worked on food brands um, before. Yeah. Um, 
and actually none, none of the food brands I'm working with at the moment actually are like sort of really going massively down this route a lot of it's coming through in like messaging which is interesting so when we you know when we promote certain products yes through messaging but none of them are kind of sticking like you know none of my current ones are kind of sticking like <laughs> labels but um some some of my previous like pr clients um were really sort of you know riding the the wave, the wave. and interestingly one who, who i won't name but one one brought out um a a lower carb version of this normal food, right? I, mean, yeah. I can't even tell you what the food was because it's just going to give them away straight away. So Fair enough. <laughs> discretion. But what was interesting is they really focused on the low carb thing. And actually, for me, it felt like people were starting already to move away a bit from the low carb thing. Mm. People were starting to go, Do you know what? Maybe carbs aren't the enemy after all. Yeah. Um, but they didn't Which focus is good. really at all on actually there was, a, there was a slight increase in the protein content. I thought that was quite interesting. They hadn't. Mm. that where they possibly could have done so it's yeah yeah pro- protein <laughs> what, what, what can we say um i'm not gonna go on the lowest effort way to improve fitness because that's that's simple to everyone who's listening look get your steps in increase your activity levels get your knee up and that's non-exercise activity thermogenesis just do more steps just walk just you know, run. I think, I think right. That's like I think there's two answers to that, and, the, yeah. the, and one of them is that is that one. The thing that I would ask is, why are you looking for the lowest effort? Yeah. What are you actually trying to change? Because if you are trying to change, what's that famous phrase? Like nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. So if you are trying to make some kind of legitimate change to your fitness levels, to your body composition, whatever it is, to this person, I would say. Be really critical about why you're looking for the lowest effort. Is it that you're really, really time poor? In which case, you might have to, you know, consider. You know, your considerations are going to be a bit different. Yeah. Is it that just actually you just can't? If you're really, really honest with yourself, you can't really be bothered. In which case, I'd say now is probably not the time in your life to be making that kind of change and looking, you know, looking for that. But the but the really linear answer is yeah, just you know, just take more opportunities to move. And it's all the marginal stuff. Like, don't ring your colleague from one side of the office to the other. Yeah. Get up, walk over, have a conversation with them. It's yeah. going to improve your relationship with your colleagues tenfold. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then come back to your desk and then, you know, do the thing that you've just, you know, you would have just ordinarily picked. But I've worked in offices before where I've seen people pick up the phone to each other from literally three desks away and I'm sat in the middle of a phone conversation between two people where I can hear their physical voices and like this is insanity what's happening <laughs> I have been one of those people in the past I can't I can't like <laughs> I was I was a lazy git but um I mean like you said get off slack get off whatsapp get off emails walk over to the person or even okay yeah I go for a walk most mornings if I'm not going for a run but Walk to the bus stop instead of, or walk to the train station instead of catching the bus. It is the age-old stuff. Get off stops one stop earlier and walk that little bit, you know, that little bit of difference. And, you know, just make more time to, to move more. Um, you know, sacrifice a half hour in bed to get up and, you know, just go out and do something or do, like, a really super quick hit workout, something. Yeah. Something. Just, just... It doesn't have to be everything. You don't have to throw the kitchen sink at it, but something. Just get flipping moving. So, um, 
the bodybuilding question I want to leave for another day, and I I want to I, we will we will do that, but I want to leave that for another day because I think that one will take up at least like half an hour. <laughs> um, what were your questions that you had for me, or that so, one question that you? <laughs> what I had, what I had was um, so I I took to Instagram a week or so ago to ask ask people what their sort of most hated terms or words or phrases in the fitness and nutrition industry was and actually yeah. lots and lots of things people that came back with the same thing so I kind of picked out some of the ones and I just thought it would be really interesting maybe for us to try and explore like I didn't ask people why they didn't like them but I yeah. just draw some conclusions and I'm sure you will too sure. about why people don't like certain ones so the first one which this one's not going to take very long Herbalife <sighs> Next. <laughs> and I. <laughs> okay, I. I've got family members in, in Herbalife. No, I didn't put personally put them in. But they're in it themselves. Um, I disagree with it. As representatives or just users of products. Reps. Well, one's a rep. I, I know maybe a couple others are users. Um, yeah, like, he trains a lot. He trains well. If the products work for him, yeah. then that, that's all I can say. I mean, apart from... Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting into it. Because you know what? I think it's a... Yeah, I'm going to get really passionate in a second. I, I just think it's a... Those of you who can't see my face because you won't see my face... It's, it's, it's a croc. That's all I'm going to say. It's a croc. It's just huh? shaking your head. <laughs> That's what's happening right now. My screen's become a blur. It's just a sort of, you know, slightly disappointed shake of the head. But. Basically, if you're in it for fitness, and if you're in it in order to use the products, and if the products actually have a benefit to you, cool. If you're in it to make money, please don't talk to me. <laughs> I, think it's a, I, think it's a fair, I think it's a fair answer. I don't really know. I'm not familiar with their product portfolio. I suspect like most other supplements companies, they are, um, you know, they, I, I, I think they've got like, you know, your ordinary whey proteins. I would argue it's probably, probably quite expensive whey protein compared to yep. quite high protein. <laughs> and it's packaged up, I'm guessing a bit differently as like some kind of meal type yep. replacement. Okay, you can sense I'm really like happy about it. <laughs> no, no. Um, but I, I think my overall thought, like my experience, my thought on it is, I, I I really just don't like any companies, not just specific to life, that, yeah. that is preying on people that just don't necessarily know any better. And there's yeah. people that, um, you know, with a very small amount of kind of education around calories and portions and even the basics of macros, yeah, um, probably just really don't need their products. Yeah, I I'm, need we say more? No, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, cheat meal. Oh, this is another favourite of yours. Cheat meals. So I, I'm a bit split on this. Um, mm. Some days on Instagram, you might see me using the phrase. You probably have, and it doesn't. It gets more engagement, but at the same time, I know I'm doing that. But hey, I'm having a cheat meal, and everyone's like, "What?" And then they read like a long post about how I don't cheat. <laughs> 
But I, I, I just... Yeah, literally. Um, I, I don't know. I... So that it's another one. But Dolce used to call them earned meals for his athletes. For me, there's no such thing as a cheat meal. What are you cheating on? Like, like why are you cheat? Okay. Do you go into relationships because you have a relationship with your food in order to cheat? No, you don't. Like, I, I'm not in a rela- I'm not in my relationship to cheat, and like, God forbid, that's not that's never an intention nor an outcome. So why would you do it with a relationship that you have with your food? Fair enough, the food can't speak to you, <laughs> but you still. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not like it's. It's one that grates me. Um, I can understand why people say it because that's what the industry's led them to think. They're like, okay, well there's a cheat meal and I, I deserve this because I've been working out. Cool. If you really want to have a diet break, yeah. have it on the weekend or have it on the day when you're not tracking or have it when... Well, just be yourself. Like, don't flip in call it a cheat meal because then every so often you're like, okay, well, I've, I've earned this. Cool, you, ha- you might have, but in reality, you probably haven't. You probably haven't tracked to the same level which you need to burn off the same amount of calories. You know, you haven't worked hard enough to earn a cheat meal. And once again, what the flip are you cheating on? <laughs> I know, and I, th- I think, I think, I think I, d- I dislike it as a term for a couple of reasons. Like, the fact that it does create this kind of earn mentality. Yeah. Like, I, I say to my clients all the time, look, you don't earn food, you're not a dog. Like, you don't, you know, sit and give poor and everything else. You, you know, you, you're, you're, you're a human, you're an adult, you can eat when you wish to eat, you can eat what you want to eat, you can eat what you have available to eat. Yeah. Um, so therefore we have to take responsibility for the things we're eating and you know have full accountability for them and nothing in your mouth should um, should you know should ever like cross your lips as far as I don't think as like as you as you've earned it yeah but it is a language that people use and again like the cheat meal is something people associate but everybody knows what a cheat meal is it's like it's generally just a higher calorie meal so you know, don't call it that. Just cycle your calories through the week. Have more calories on the weekend. Have less yeah. during the week, or maybe you're not doing as much. And just get, you know, get just get rid of the word cheat, and I'll be much happier. You know what it is, and I know, like, I just put a message. <laughs> I've got five minutes, yeah. but um, I love the rock to bits. But when the rock will put out a message at like five a.m. saying he's just had a cheat meal, or like eleven p.m. saying he's had a cheat meal, and you see like sixteen pancakes, ten thousand cookies, it's not helping. Although I love the rock and his work ethic is insane, it's yeah. the influencer. And I know I'm touching upon your next question. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It, it does divide opinion. Um, will I probably use it? Yeah, clickbait. But yeah, you, you'll probably see me use it on Instagram more and more. Especially now that you've, you've told me about it. But hey, <laughs> cheat meal, guys. Carbs, fats, protein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. Uh, let's make this a weekly thing. I'm down. Like, honestly. Let's do it. I'm totally down for that. It's um, Eddie Hall. Oh. Because mm. actually that falls quite nicely into my whole, um, you know, like athletes versus general population, how they approach, how they approach, uh, like, dieting, fat loss, yeah. weight maintenance, weight gain, all of those things, where they're a kind of 
similarities and where there are, where there are differences. I love Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so down. I'm so down. One second. Oh, crap. Yeah. So, um, Eddie Hall. I saw he put out something about uh, Amelie's. And I saw Martin Nutrition, like Martin McDonald, just go for it. But the the thing is, adult way, yeah. In a very adult way, and just said, you know, I think you need to ask yourself some questions. I think you need to ask your coach some questions. Yeah. And I think you need to not forget the power, the position you're you're in, and the power you have, and the position you're in, and the then the respect you command, and what what you do with that I just thought it was quite a nice reminder yeah you know you have a lot of followers and they're very engaged with what you're saying just please be more careful with what it is you push out in that direction so um so yeah we'll, we'll do that probably next time no I mean I've literally got like two minutes because I'm getting a message from my girlfriend like we're leaving I'm like okay cool um <laughs> so, <laughs> No, she's off to Wales for like a week or something. Um, <laughs> literally just ended. But yeah, Eddie Hall, he. The thing is, his work ethic is insane. Yeah? And I don't think he needs the money. So I couldn't understand that post. Yeah. And he's not that. Mis- he can't be that misinformed. He can't. And yeah, okay, cool. Orange juice. Yeah, it's fresh, it's natural ingredients. But if you're looking at fat loss, without delving too much into calories and thinking fudge, like, okay, calories count, calories need to be, like, cut and you need to be in a deficit, it, they do matter. Like, I was having a chat with a guy at work, and he was like, oh, what about insulin? And I was like... me off I mean because he was like oh yeah so you know it's one doctor was saying it's not just about calories in calories out it's about insulin and how in- okay cool insulin might play a part if you're glyg- is it glycemic or hyper- hyperglycemic or if your blood glucose levels drop ridiculously <laughs> or if they're too high like I- I'm not a scientist on that aspect but flipping hell do some research <laughs> like stop spouting nonsense and that's another thing. Okay, I'm coming up with questions for next week. So, insulin, influencers, and the rest. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> um, any last questions that we can quickfire answer within 30 seconds? <laughs> Wizard. In opposition, yeah. <laughs> like well, I think we—it's our job to help educate people about what that term actually means, and rather than just kind of scoffing them and saying, "Oh, you want to get toned?" That doesn't even mean anything. It does mean something to those people. They know what they mean. What they generally tend to mean is that they want to get a bit leaner. They want to have a bit more definition, and we know how to provide them with that. We yeah. know how to give them the tools to do that. So let's do that and not 
keep scoffing at them for saying they want to get toned or they want to be toned or, or you don't you look toned because it again it's a it's a bit like the cheat meal thing it's not the my ideal language ever but let's encourage them to like think about it differently like want to get hella strong want to show off a bit of muscle yeah want to look yeah. leaner like great i mean <laughs> Okay, I've got 20 seconds, but going back to, going back to what you are saying, like, initially, early, like, super early in my coaching career, I was like, okay, cool, like, toned isn't exactly, like, the correct term, and I was being, like, super technical about it, and people were basically telling me piss off, but <laughs> when you actually understand where they're coming from, like you're saying, not that we have to embrace that language, but it's to try and be a bit more understanding that that's all they know, or that's what they know at present, so try and go from there, you know, and see how that works out. But Vic, thank you for coming on the podcast once again. Um, absolute stud. I'm down. I'm definitely down to make this a weekly. <laughs> and we stuck to under three hours, for, which is pretty good. We managed it. All technology is Wow, there we go. Um, in terms of next week, we'll be, or week after, we'll be talking about insulin, influences, and the rest. So... Things such as mindset when dieting. So we touched on it briefly, but we'll get a bit more in depth on it. Um, celebrity, I can't speak. Celebrity influences, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, no more herbal life. Because that brand just ticks me no, off in the wrong way. And bodybuilding. Um, I want to touch upon bodybuilding or how to bodybuild at home. But yeah, we'll we'll get to it. Thank you for coming on once again, and. I will see you either this week, Wednesday, or the week after. We'll schedule something offline. Yeah, we'll sort something out. All right. Guys, that was episode nine, I think. I'm not too sure. Whichever episode you're on, try and follow. It was a pleasure having Vic on the podcast, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.